Hello and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks, everybody. With me, your host, Aaron Mashpitz, a.k.a. Jackson Stone. Not sure which one we're going by, but <laughs> people who listen or watch this know that I go by both. And today I'm joined by someone I just met as he walked into my house like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so I think, I think this episode is going to be amazing as it's basically like a, a get-to-know-each-other episode. Yeah. So kind of like we're sitting down to have coffee, which is the, kind of the... Uh, the organic vibe that I like to have on this podcast. So, Logan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, this is our this is our first date. This is our first date. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to be here. Great to uh, thank you for having me in your home. Absolutely I really appreciate it. Yeah, this this uh, this couch is very special. It's the podcasting couch. Yeah, dude, you gotta have a you gotta have a special couch. I yeah, think, if you have a podcast. Absolutely. I uh, I don't uh, I think about this a lot, like in terms of because we were just talking about before we started rolling. Like upgrading some stuff, yeah. As people will find out, you're you're a filmmaker, and we'll get into all those details. But kind of talking about upgrading my my camera situation, yeah. Uh, and then I was also thinking about like a like a studio setup, like that would be cool, right? Yeah, because yeah. I, I like those podcasts where when you're talking, it's on your face. When I'm talking, it's on my face. Yeah. yeah. And then they they zoom out when we're kind of both there. Yeah. Uh, I can't really do this. <laughs> with this setup unless I had like a camera in that corner and in that corner yeah and it would like you know people were manning them but I I kind of like this just this feel this like normal feel of like you just came over we're maybe watching some TV maybe we'll have a cup of coffee drink if you drink and have a chat dude yeah and I think like that's that's a good point like you want that that feel of like the you know the the bigger production Mm -hmm. right but it's like just it, it goes to like this setup just says something about like just just do it like mm-hmm. just go for it like don't worry about <laughs> like what gear you have or what your living room looks like like just just go for it just do it yeah just yeah. just freaking do it if you if you feel like you have something to share or say yeah just share and just say it yeah and i feel like a major shoe company probably like should use that you know like just do it so. <laughs> Just bought some shoes from them yesterday. Oh, right on. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Dude, new shoes. That's a great feeling. It is so good. You might run through that water pretty quick. I know. I'm, Dude, I'm such a drinker. Like, man. So before I, um, like, I used to, like, not drink water. Like, I was, like, one of those guys that, like, I would go to a restaurant and just, like, like not drink water. Interesting. I, like, I don't know. I don't know why. I just had a thing about, like, I loved sweet tea. Like that was my that was my vice, dude. Like I would drink sweet tea. Like people like I don't know, smoke cigarettes. Like, <laughs> dude, honestly. And so, um, just in like the last year, um, I uh, I I did. Have you heard of seventy five hard? Mm-hmm. So I did seventy five hard, and doing seventy five hard, like you have to drink a a gallon of water like every day. Mm-hmm. So I literally went from like sweet tea and beer and like all that other like just bad stuff too like i'm drinking a gallon of water a day and now uh that's all i drink is like water but i feel like i'm just so thirsty all the time yeah. <laughs> like i'm just like i can i can just drink so much <laughs> so but yeah so that goes to say like yeah this water will be gone but it's okay well, we'll just means we, i'm hydrated we can get you some more no, um, it's all good <laughs> but uh you said a lot of interesting things there that I want to circle back to. Yeah, let's do it. But I want to, uh, 
kick this this episode off with my main question. Okay. With the the theme yeah. of this podcast, the question I'm most interested in answering or having other people answer as honestly as they want to. Okay. So hopefully you have you feel like you have enough space too. We we met you know a few minutes ago, so that I think will play a role in it. We but. we did have a conversation on Instagram, so yes. I feel like there was a little bit of a right. <laughs> there was a little bit of a preface, but yeah, um, we've been following yeah. each other for a while. We met through social media. Yeah, yeah. The 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 good side of social media, the, good the positive side, side yeah. what it can do and how Absolutely. it can introduce people. But the question is very simple. It's how are you doing? Like really, for real, for real? How are you doing? Man. Okay, so I knew you were going to ask me that. Mm-hmm. And so as you were building up to that, I was like, man, I totally got this. But then you just asked me that. And it was like instantly, like it hit me. Like, I really appreciate you asking that. Like, I feel like more, more times that needs to be asked. So thank you for asking that because uh, I am doing good. Like, I know that's probably an answer you, like you might get. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'll be honest. I'm not terribly familiar with your show. It's all good. So I don't know what that answer usually is, but um, I'm sure you get, like, uh, how how do people usually answer? (laughs) Well, (laughs) like, I know you said we can be as open as we want. Yeah. Like, what is that? It usually starts with the, your basic generic answers that you normally get. Okay. Because this question is asked a lot in times of like a, a hello. Yeah. Hello, yeah. how are you? As a greeting, I'm yeah. I'm good. Cool. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm okay. Yeah. Living the dream. Surviving. Living the Happy dream. Happy to be alive. Oh, you know, these, yeah. these types Another of Another day in paradise. You know, some of these things <laughs> that people mean honestly, some are, are kind of to mask something that's going yeah, on yeah. and they don't feel like they can answer in passing and they probably shouldn't answer in passing. Yeah, yeah. Because that's not an intimate conversation. Definitely. But if we do have time to answer, then I think we should. But most people answer with those. Yeah. And then they see me still like looking at them, like kind of encouraging them to do more. To, to, and most yeah, people I have more. on like know me a little bit yeah, uh, and know like what I do and the things I'm trying to accomplish and the things I stand for. And so then they start to kind of like think about it a little bit more and then more stuff's to kind of flow. And then, yeah. and then they circle back to their initial answer, but like, I'm good, but like these, those things are going on. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then we kind of get to a point where you feel like multiple things can be true and coexist at one time. Yeah, dude, totally. So, Man, I yeah. love that. Okay, so yeah, I am good. Um, I just recently had um, an appendectomy. Oh. So I had my appendix removed, which is like major surgery. Um, it didn't burst. So I'm good, but if we're talking in terms of like percentages, and please stop me if I over explain mm. anything. No way. Um, <laughs> because I have a tendency, I can just like, I can elaborate until the end of time. <laughs> um, so I, my, my appendix didn't burst luckily. So I got it removed. But uh, with that said, like I'm still, I, I think I'm technically still in like the recovery phase of, of like post-surgery. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm good, but I did just have major surgery like two weeks ago or something. And uh, so, which it was my first surgery. So there's a lot of things to like unpack with your first surgery. Um, A lot of things I was like dealing with mentally, like preparing for the surgery, Mm -hmm. which I didn't have a ton of time to prepare for. Um, So there's that whole thing. Um, But I am good. Uh, I'm, I feel like I, I'm probably, I, I feel comfortable saying that I, I'm probably one of the most patient um, 
and like just like low key people you will ever meet. So <laughs> if that answers the question, um, I'm good. Do you, has it taken you a while to um, be able to say that you're patient and low key? Because some people have an issue no. talking about their strengths. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Um, it's kind of a trait that I uh, I inherited, like from my dad, mm. um, just being very like mild mannered, um, and just extremely patient. Um, I, I would say it kind of stems from like a a lack of like. <laughs> a lack of emotional understanding within my own emotional like state mm. but then also just like a like a recognition for th like the need for patience like at all times with with people with the environment with like just with everything mm -hmm. so no I'm, I'm i'm fully comfortable saying that and uh it is something i have kind of like understood for a long time like about myself so has the um grasping the the first side of it that you talked about the emotional state has yeah. that has that come become better since you realized your patience in general but more um, patience with understanding that stuff yeah i i think so uh i i think you know i i feel like uh are you familiar with like um imposter syndrome mm -hmm. So I kind of like deal with that. Like I feel like just humans have that. Um, Absolutely, just especially like, when they're yeah. you're going after something that is big and important and purposeful and meaningful. Yeah. So for me, it's like I I have to analyze like like when I think back of like my you know my childhood or my like being in high school or whatever, and it's like. Did I like was I was I actually like just emotionally inept and like incapable of like like deep emotional understanding or was that just how like was that just normal for like being 16 or 15 or whatever so um I I still I don't know the answer um and I I'm sure if I like went to therapy I could probably unpack the answer mm -hmm. Uh, but I would say like now knowing how patient I am allows me to kind of just do like that inward, like looking inward either, you know, during a situation or after a situation, which usually like, you know, that's how it happens is mm -hmm. like, like when you're like thinking about something after it happened. And you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe I could have done this different or maybe I should have, whatever. Um, so to answer your question, yes, it, it has gotten easier. Um, but I would say I, I, I don't, I, I feel like just the, like part of the human struggle is uh, like um, emotional, right? Like just like understanding your, your personal emotions. Mm -hmm. um, before you can really understand the emotions of other people. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Long answer, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm writing a novel. No way. That was awesome. <laughs> no, it's like understanding ourselves and how we feel, what we want, 
what we're good at, what we're bad at, what we need to improve on, some inadequacies that we have, also coming to terms with our own dark side and things that we might be capable of doing yeah. and not looking at people only as the bad. But if we can see ourselves capable of that, then we can more see the light yeah. right, in them yeah. as well. And then understanding that we want to feel these emotions, even yeah. if they're difficult or hard or challenging, because that's the only way you can then deal with them. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, that's the that's the secret unlock to right having a good relationship with yourself, yeah. and then that uh, proceeds having good relationships with others. Yeah. But it's very challenging, right? It's a never-ending yeah. process because Absolutely. all things are changing and growing and evolving, especially our emotional state and the state of the world, which happens to deeply affect our emotional state. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of my one of my favorite things, like, just as far as like consumption, like if I'm if I'm consuming uh, like other art or like like just watching a TV show or or, or a movie or even writing um, my own projects, like one of my favorite things to explore is uh, just like catharsis. And like the process of feeling emotion, mm. um, and of course, like I, I'm not sitting here like saying I'm I'm the only filmmaker that will ever explore catharsis. Like <laughs> I guarantee you, you talk to a thousand filmmakers, they will all tell you that like like their favorite thing is like the process of feeling emotion. Right. Like that's it. But I, I would say personally for me, like it's just I, I'm so fascinated in that. And I, I don't know if it stems from like my, my lack of, you know, understanding of my own emotions, like we just talked about, or if it's just like, I'm just so intrigued because that's just what, that's just what being human is, is, is like feeling. Um, and, and so, uh, like, like just one of my favorite things is just like feeling or, or not, not personally, but like as a viewer, or as a creator, um, like just feeling like so, like heavily and like deeply, mm -hmm. um, and and that can be on any part of the spectrum, right? right? Like like extreme like euphoria or extreme like despair and 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 darkness, which I I, I feel like I, I do tend to lean towards that side. Um, the darkness side. Yeah, yeah. Just as like like as a personal interest um and, and just kind of like like i feel like i'm more attracted to uh art expressed through pain mm. than i am through art expressed through pleasure mm. um and that's kind of broad but and we can we can talk about that if you want sure. um but yeah that's just kind of uh and and something else you just said uh is like like under like realizing the the good versus the bad um, not only within yourself, but within like just the environment that surrounds you. Um, I, I had an interesting conversation uh, the other day, and it just one of one of the things was like like uh, one of the points that was brought up was just like uh, like people like being good versus bad, and I I think and if somebody talks to me tomorrow I might change what I'm about to say because sure. I you know I don't know um, we're just talking here That's so all it is yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think that there's just like good or bad people mm -hmm. like I think there's just people mm -hmm. and like people do good things sometimes and they do bad things sometimes and then everything in between um, 
And so I think like when, when you're processing your own emotional state and, and, you know, trans translating that into like action, um, you know, sometimes you'll do bad things. Sometimes you'll do good things. Right. But you're just a person. Yeah. So I think those that think in terms of good and bad have taken a, uh, have gained an unearned moral virtue. Mm. They've claimed moral virtue over people that's been unearned. Oh man, that's yeah. Because to be like a that. compassionate, kind person and a good quote unquote good person, you yeah. have to put in a lot of work and effort. Yeah. And to claim that you are better or more compassionate or not bad at all is a uh, unearned moral victory. Yeah. And that's where we kind of get into an issue with a lot of things, right? Because if you can't come to terms with your own darkness, yeah. like when you see bad things happening, um, like really bad things, and you say, oh, I would never, ever, ever do that, ever. Yeah. Well, then you're not willing to put yourself in that situation to make that decision, which is the hardest part. Yeah. Like if you lived in Nazi Germany, you would never, ever, ever be the guard, right? Ever. Yeah. Of course, I would, I'm a Jewish person. Of course, I would not do that. But I've never been put in a yeah. horrible, awful, life-altering situation like that yeah. to claim that thing. Yeah. So no, I would hope good. that that would be something that I could wrestle with and make the right choice, even if it meant something, my life, right? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah but, absolutely. But that, that moral virtue is, is gained through effort and through working with people and actually showing up as the person that you claim that you are. Yeah. And then also coming to terms with some darkness that you have, because we all are capable of doing really bad things yeah. as we see human beings are evil to each other. Absolutely. But on the same regard, we also can lift each other up and carry each other, be resilient, love one another, and all those beautiful things that come with it as well. Yeah. Dude, that's so good. Yeah. I love that. Um, like, especially, especially like the philosophical, like hypothetical mm -hmm. <laughs> of like, like, well, what would you do in this situation? Like, we don't know. Like, we don't know. Right. It's not happening. Like, we're, we're not forced to react right now. Like, it's, it's not happening. So... That's good. I, I, I like that. Um, I like that a lot. I've been thinking about that a lot because because I post a lot of content on social media mm -hmm. and through this podcast and stuff. And majority of the stuff is like uplifting, positive about mental health, mm -hmm. trying to gain more personal responsibility and take ownership of your life. And, you know, you're capable and all of these things. And I think about have I like earned the right to be able to say that am I living that in my own life and I don't know if I have an answer for that yeah but that's at least in my mind so at least I'm striving to you know flourish through my virtues and not just claim some sort of because you can post anything on social yeah anything you want yeah, you definitely. don't have to you don't have to have earned anything or not right but if you want people then to meet you in real life and see what they saw here and then have the same connection with you then it's like, okay, now you're getting somewhere. Yeah. And that's like a yeah. big deal for me. Like if you had watched a couple episodes and then saw a tweet and then you saw me and I was not nice and rude <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah. this, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, right? yeah. What's, maybe I'm having a bad day. One, okay, you'll give me another chance, right? Because you're that right. kind of person. But if it, it kept showing up, then it would be like, mm, yeah, something, something's disconnected here. And, and that is what I think about like all of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... In, like people have so many opportunities to like not not be themselves 
right? Like, mm-hmm. like our world is just like created for not being yourself. Like you're, you're totally allowed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, no, that's, you're, you're absolutely right. Like I, I feel like I, I kind of take that a similar approach, like for my, like with my Instagram um, and just any social media, um, you know, it's like, I, I want to be genuinely me mm-hmm. because I, like I, I want to I want to be genuinely me because if I mess up on social media, like I want to be allowed to mess up in real life. Mm-hmm. But in the same token, like I want to be allowed to like flourish on social media and flourish like in real life. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to. First of all, it's like it would be so exhausting to just be like have a, <laughs> you know, like have a whole separate life, mm-hmm. like just online or whatever. Um, but it's like I just like if I you know, if I, if I curse on social media, like it's because like, you know, like I curse in real life. Like that's just, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm the freaking like God of (laughs) like genuine human. Like I'm, I'm like the, you know, whatever. I'm not at the top of the castle of like, I'm the most genuine human ever. Um, but it's like, like don't, don't hide unless you are doing like just some really bad things. And like, maybe like you know that's a whole different right. conversation so but yeah yeah are you uh, are you in a relationship i am yeah yeah so um i my my girlfriend her name is madison um she's also an artist um she's a photographer uh she's a uh, we've worked on film stuff together she's done she she does so much she's like she's so talented like mm-hmm. she inspires me like so much um, we've been together for uh, four years. Beautiful. Yeah. So we have a dog together, a uh, five-year-old uh, shepherd retriever that we rescued last last year. So yeah, yeah. Uh, relationship. That's that's where I'm at. So, yeah. I was. Yeah. I asked that in terms of original or not originally, but earlier you talked about your emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Has that being in a relationship for so long helped you develop some more? emotional agility being able to say how you feel and because you're not with someone else who cares about you and right. loves you and you want to be able to express that to them yeah i would say yes and no um <laughs> so before me and madison got together um i i uh was in a, a, a another relationship mm. um that wasn't so good okay uh and that one was also uh it, that was like a three-year relationship or four years or, or something close to that. Um, and so basically coming from from that to then transitioning into like just being incredibly broken, like after that relationship, um, for, for many different reasons and from all kinds of different fronts, um, along with other like just life events that had happened, uh, to then transitioning into a relationship that was like, like it even still is built on like unquestionable undeniable and like like just undying love like for the other person mm. um it i i don't want to say it's it was hard because it wasn't like you know like when you're when you're broken like if you if if you're in a car accident and you go to the hospital you expect him to like welcome you like mm-hmm. with open arms because like you're in a car accident like you need the help so it's like i i kind of like it was easy to fall into that like 
to fall into that loving environment because like that's what I like that's what I needed mm -hmm. right so um, but as far as like emotional agility it's like you know I don't like I don't want to say it wasn't easy to to navigate that because like it, it was and it wasn't right like like it's but that's my own struggle like that has nothing that's no comment on like any you know miss misfirings of the relationship like that's like my own that's like my own thing to deal with mm -hmm. but having that person to help me deal with that like absolutely game changer like i i don't know what like where where i would have ended up if i didn't you know find that person um and and find that like honestly just like pure safe space to like to feel and to love and to hurt and you know to whatever like i i don't know where i would have been if i if i didn't find that um and you know i maybe i'll explore that in in my art but in my personal life i don't really <laughs> like to explore that but you know it's yeah it, it, i i think it's if the relationship is good, it's easy. Like like being in a relationship is easy. And that's not to say it doesn't take work, mm. right? Like it, it takes work, of course. Everything takes work, life takes work. Mm -hmm. But like if the relationship is full of love and it's amazing and it's like, it builds you up and it does all of those things that like we hear in movies of like finding the, the like, loving relationship like it, it's easy because that's like you that's your environment that you're in like that's it's not supposed to tear you down it's not supposed to hurt you like your relationship is not supposed to hurt you um and maybe some people disagree like i, I i'm not like i don't know I'm, I'm open to hearing an argument that's not an argument you know a counterpoint to sure. that but yeah, I would say like it's it it's supposed to be easy, you know? Cuz like you want to come home after a hard day and you want to be able to like just like you know, dump at home like to to your spouse or to your, you know, your significant other. And you want to be able to be like rebuilt by them as well. Yeah. You know? But I, I know that also sometimes it can be dangerous to like give so much of yourself to another person. So then there's that whole thing. But I, I would say in my experience, uh, my, my relationship is amazing. I love it. It's, it's like, it's a, it's a huge part of my life. It's, it's important to my every single day, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. I think, um, where some people get confused with relationships is that they confuse like effort yeah. with hard or effort with easy, right? Yeah, yeah. A relationship in a sense can be easy if you're doing exactly what you're talking about. But regardless of that, it's still just like you said, takes work and effort yeah. and then that can make that can mean it it can be hard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It doesn't mean um, that because you love someone, you found someone you're compatible with that you hold the same values that you're striving to do the same things. They lift you up when you're down. Um, all of that stuff is great, but yeah. it still takes a day to day commitment. 
yeah. which that in itself can be hard, right? Yeah. So I think those two things are different, but also in, exactly in line with what you're, what you're trying to say. Yeah, I mean, and kind of back to the point of like good people versus bad people to, to quote uh, a good filmmaker, but just like, you know, not the best person. Woody Allen, he said, uh, you know, 90% of success is showing up. Mm-hmm. And I, I like, I feel like that's so applicable to like so many things. It's like, like even in a relationship, like if you just show up, like you're already, you're already on the right path. Right. Like if, if you just show up, you just got to show up emotionally, physically, um, everything like you have to show up. Right. Yeah. I started uh, jujitsu in February. Nice. And that's like one of the most important things that the professor says, like, yeah. just make it to the mat. Yeah. Get to the mat. Yeah. And once you're on the mat, you've already done all the hard work. Yeah. Right. Because now you're here, you're going to get going. Yeah. Now you see other people who are what inspiring are you. you. <laughs> right. If you're you already know? there. Exactly. Like, you've already made it to the mat. Your gi is on. Yeah. And you made it here. You're going to see other people get after it. You're going to be inspired by other white belts, blue belts, purple belts, black belts, by the professor, what you're learning. There's a conducive environment. It's yeah. built on respect and competence and all of these things. And it's yes. like, wow. So like, just get there. Yeah. Just show up and give what the best you have on that day, which yeah. looks different every day, but yeah. it's still your best. And that's what's, I think, what's admirable and important. Yeah, that's good. I love that. Love that. Yeah, I feel like like even just like just as an as an artist like like you you have to show up mm-hmm. like what how can you how can you possibly think that any any goal not even just in art not even as an artist or creator or anything just like in life like like how how can you think that like your goals will be met by not showing up mm-hmm. like that that's insane right. <laughs> that's insane like nothing you're, you're not gonna go anywhere like you're not gonna get anywhere Mm-mm. so okay show up i have one more question yeah. before i specifically ask about what you do okay and you mentioned uh consuming and viewing art yeah what's the best thing that you've watched recently oh man on the way over here i was like thinking about that because like People always want to know. Yeah, uh, of course. So, but it's like it's so hard. Um, I like that you said recently because, like, that's a little easier. Yeah, not ever. That's a very um, complicated question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. maybe like last couple weeks. Yeah. So I just binged uh, seasons one and two of Euphoria. Um, really, really good. In- incredible, dude. That show's insane. Um, it's very, very intense, but very, yeah. very well made. Yeah, it absolutely is intense. Not for um, definitely like if you're in a dark space, like mentally, like mm-hmm. don't don't watch it. Yeah, I can um, generally only watch one episode at a time because that all of that stuff is very relatable to me and what yeah. I do. And but yeah. it's it's well made and the emotions they express and the just the the ebbs and flows of being a person. It's like yeah, wow. yeah. So that's. That's great. That's something I, I just watched. Um, I've been on like a <laughs> like a Clint Eastwood like Western yeah. kick. So I uh, within the last few months, um, you know, I've just been getting my fill of like Outlaw Josie Wales, uh, The Unforgiven, High Plains Drifter, um, like all of those. Um, those are incredible. 
And then uh, I've also, like, uh, I watched recently um, Stalker by uh, Tarkovsky, mm. which is like a 80s, like, Soviet existential art film. Um, that was incredible. Uh, the Seventh Seal by Ingmar Bergman. Um, that one's kind of an obscure one as well. Um, what else? Sopranos. I've been getting through Sopranos. That's classic. So yeah, I, I try like, man, I, I have watched so many movies like in the last couple months, like, like, I feel like I just consume so much stuff that like, like an average person would be like, what are you, like, what are you doing with your time? But (laughs) it's like, it's so crazy, but um, yeah, so I'm sure, I'm sure there's some other things that'll come to mind later, but that's kind of what I've been. Have you, um, have you seen the show on HBO Max called uh, Irma Vep? No, that just came out, right? Yeah. And it's about making a movie, right? You should, you should watch it. Yeah. No, I, I saw it the other day, uh, yesterday, while I was, uh, you know, going to the next Sopranos episode. Um, yeah, it, it looks amazing. I think you would find it very interesting. Great. Um, no, I, I love it. They film in in France, so there's a lot of subtitles, but that's fine. But the main the main actress, uh, I think she was in Tomb Raider. Okay. I want to say, but I like it. Nice. Yeah. Um, no, I'll check it out. I love I love recommendations. And a, a lot of people, like, give me crap. Like, I've never seen Game of Thrones. Me neither. So that's, like, on the list um, of, like, things to watch in the pipeline. But I'll definitely add Irma Vep to the do list. You, do you consume things differently because of what you do? Uh, yeah, I think so. I... I uh, I mean, I, I always tell people, like, I can watch a movie, I could see, like, I could go to the theater and watch the same movie three times mm-hmm. and watch it, like, three different ways. Um, and so, like, so I, I feel like, yeah, I like, I do watch movies differently than people because of what I, like, what I do and, and what I want to do. Um, but it's like... I, I have like an approach so it's like if I'm just watching it like I can watch it for sheer entertainment value or I can just like deconstruct the shit out of it and watch it for uh, you know for whatever like the script like if I want to analyze the script or if I want to analyze something totally different like I realize this probably sounds so pretentious to some people like but it, it like what like I, that, that's just how I how I like to consume movies, but I would say generally speaking, um, just watching a movie is like, it like in, it's like an emotional experience mm-hmm. for me. Like I, I like people, uh, so I, I kind of like my, my first like favorite movies, uh, and, and still like a lot of my favorite movies are like horror movies. And so like a lot of my friends, uh, like they wanted to be like the macho, you know, like, oh, that movie didn't scare me. But it's like, like, I want to be the guy that goes to the theater and sits through a horror movie and comes out and like, yeah, that was, that was scary. Like, right. that's, that's what they intended. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I'm on the receiving end of what they intended, like for their art. And like, I want, I'm, I buy into it. Like, mm. like, like how you said, like, uh, euphoria is, uh, you know, it's intense. It's really intense if you buy into it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, if you 
if you are there like with those characters and like going through those emotional experiences like like i totally buy in to movies mm-hmm. um except for marvel movies i don't like marvel movies no? so no not a not a marvel fan so i i get a lot of uh like people think I'm a snob or whatever because I don't like Marvel movies, but doesn't. Uh, I mean, we got a lot of Marvel stuff right here. <laughs> no, a, it's totally cool. Like my roommate's a huge Marvel guy. Yeah, I think like like what you like. Sure, um, absolutely. And so like whatever. Like I'm not judging you for liking those things, but uh, just not my not my taste. You know. Totally cool. So I I know exactly what you mean when you talk about this because yeah. I was a professional wrestler for a long time. Yeah. I was a professional wrestling fan oh. for longer, right? Dude, you get yes. it. So when I was about 13, I fell in love with wrestling. Yeah. And then at about age 22, I became a professional wrestler. So 13 to 22, I watched it as a fan, obviously. Totally immersed in the product. I was emotionally involved with every character. Like I was up and down with it. Yeah. I loved it. And so I took that into how I watched movies because I was a big into superheroes and theater and comics and, sex and, and athletics. So all of that made yeah. me want to be a wrestler. And so anytime I watch anything, that's kind of, I buy in. So I'm, I can't watch horror movies because they like legit will yeah. keep me up at night for like Dude. long nights. And so I have to be very selective about what movies I watch. Absolutely. I'm like sort of getting into like these thriller and suspenses that have a lot of murder, but some like I can watch those now. But I can't watch them at night, but I like them because yeah, they're yeah. really good, but I get, I dive in. And yeah. so when I became an actual wrestler, I had to like consciously make the effort of how I was going to watch wrestling that night. Okay, there's a big pay-per-view on. I'm specifically watching it with my buddies as a fan. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm getting into it. Let's go. Okay, it's a Tuesday night. I got a match this coming week. I'm going to watch some wrestling to study. Yeah. Like, okay, I can do this, this, this looks good. Oh, they, the way they put their match together was unique. It, I felt something here, so I'll watch it for studying. And then, you know, sometimes I'll just watch it at the gym while I'm doing cardio. Yeah. That's when I was in wrestling. So I know what you mean. Like, but for me, it was like a conscious decision to try and watch it in a certain way at that time or else I would, I'd be thinking about so many things at once and I wouldn't be able to like really find what I wanted. So when you talk about that, it's like, yeah, it totally makes sense. It's like a team, like a football team, like studying tape, Mm -hmm. like, like, like you could watch a football game and just watch it for the entertainment value. Right. Or you could watch it to like study like the formations and all that. Right. So yeah, I do that with dude. these podcasts. I watch back yeah. every episode because I want to make sure that I'm I'm coming across well. I'm not I'm sophisticated with my words. I'm yeah. giving my my guests time to speak and there's moments of pause where people can digest the information, right? Because I'm, I'm not an expert podcaster by any means. I've gotten better over 106. This is 107 <laughs> episodes, right? Dude, yeah. No, you're killing it. So that's cool, though. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, Thank you. So now into into you and what you yeah. do. Right? So you're a filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. So Based out filmmaker. of DFW. Yeah, DFW. Uh, I was uh, born and raised in Keller, nice. Texas, so suburb of Fort Worth. Um, and, yeah, filmmaker uh, also... Uh, I, my, my day job is in digital marketing. Mm. Um, so still pretty involved with like, uh, I I do video production as a part of like my digital marketing job. Um, but then, you know, I like, I'm basically telling other people's stories to help them either grow their business or sell a product or whatever. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I got started um, you know, I, I went to community college after, well, immediately after high school, I went to art 
like art school, mm. like to, to do graphic design. Um, the school I went to was a total scam. Uh, they took like a bunch of money oh. and um, I ended up getting kicked out. Uh, not for like doing anything bad, but it was just like, like one thing after another, like a bunch of stuff just building on top of each other. Um, ended up getting kicked out. Um, still owe the money. Like I still like my student loans are ninety percent from that art school. Really? That I yeah. Uh, and, but the, and now they don't even exist anymore. Like their school is like shut down. <laughs> so like I, I can say what it was. It was uh, the Art Institute of Fort Worth. Uh, I went to the Art Institute of Fort Worth, and like it was a total scam. Wow. So um, that, that sucks. Yeah. So I graduated from high school a semester early. Uh, for no other reason but to just like get out like mm-hmm. I was like um, I had no plans of going to college um, I, I I just wanted to play in my band and that was it like I just I just wanted to get out of high school um, so like we I was in a graphic design class in high school we had somebody from the Art Institute come and be like hey look at how awesome the school is and I told I went home that day and I told my parents I was like I want to go here like and they were like okay that's cool like we'll go whatever did the whole tour signed the papers um you know got locked into the scam Mm -hmm. and so then uh after i got kicked out and and, you know that was like going downhill uh i felt like i was like behind you know like in life Mm -hmm. because i was like i I started out being ahead because i was going to college before people were even out of high school like i went to i went to my prom my high school prom during college like i was in college already wow and i went to to prom because it was prom was that semester that i had already graduated so i had to do this whole like loophole so it was like i was like ahead and i was like i was dude i I was so pumped i was like i'm gonna like get a jump start i already know kind of like what i want to do uh like I'm, i'm i'm ahead of everybody um you know the the whole comparison game is like that's a talk about a scam dude Mm -hmm. like comparing yourself to other people uh there's a quote like comparison is the enemy of progress and uh like that's totally true but that's you know i was 17 so i was like everything was a a, like a game to me like i was trying to compare myself to everybody so uh got kicked out um i took like a couple just like really shitty jobs you know like warehouse work and just like soul-sucking jobs um and then uh decided just to go to community college didn't really have a plan still um just wanted to go get my associates uh in in whatever um it was cheap uh and so i went to tarrant county college Mm -hmm. um got my associates and that was like the greatest school experience I ever had really yeah dude it was I I don't know if it was just like again like I I just bought into it (laughs) you know like I bought into the fact that like I was paying money to go to school so I'm gonna like make sure that I get the most out of it Mm. and like I'm a I'm a good student like whatever I you know grades were never an issue um academics just like I don't know it was it was fine I, I wasn't a bad student or anything so uh, community college was amazing. Uh, I fell in love with philosophy, um, and I fell in love with just like writing. Mm. Uh, and I even almost ended up graduating from community college and going to like a four-year university to get like a bachelor's in philosophy. 
But then I talked to a professor and he was like, well, like you probably don't want to do that because he's like most, most people who major in philosophy uh, either take one of two paths. One, they become a philosophy teacher mm-hmm. and they just teach philosophy. And two, uh, they become a lawyer. Yeah. Like the LSAT is like massively like based in philosophy. Mm. And so I was like, I don't want to do, I don't want to go to law school. Like yeah. that's like eight years of school. Right. And so, and I already was kind of like, I don't really want to be in school, but whatever. Um, and I didn't want to be, be a teacher. Like I never really kind of had aspirations of being a teacher. So uh, I was just like, okay, like I'll just get my associates in uh, general studies. <laughs> so that's like literally what my degree is in. It's like a, uh, an associates of arts in general studies, which is just like total bullshit. It just means like you took all the, like you took enough classes to get a piece of paper, yeah. but like you didn't really come out with anything. <laughs> so, so I did that. And then I was like, uh, I, I had a, uh, I had a creative writing teacher, uh, that just tells you, like, I didn't get my degree in anything because I took creative writing, like, on purpose. Um, and she, uh, she was, like, the, like, one of the most supportive people I have ever met, like, from an academic standpoint. Yeah. Like, she supported me personally, just, like, like, I don't know why. Like, I don't know if she liked my writing or if she just liked that I had the drive but like dude her support was just insane and so I really fell in love with writing and I had you know I already had this like peaked interest of like of of movies I just loved movies you know and so I was like well like maybe you know like film school's a thing like I knew, I was aware of film school and so but it hadn't yet hit your consciousness that, that could be a job. No, yeah, profession. yeah, exactly. It and it was kind of like I mean I've already I've always been like a super like um, like just like a big thinker mm. uh, and and just like uh, what is it called when um, like you just you just have like insane insanely big goals. Um, I'm I'm totally drawing a blank on the the word I'm looking for, but uh, like. When I was in high school, I had super big plans and goals for my band yeah. that I wanted to hit. And so it was like, and I, like, I never had a, an issue with like, <laughs> like my parents were super supportive in whatever I wanted to do. So it like, I, uh, what was your question? Um, you said film school. Oh, like it, to me, it wasn't an idea that it could be a job. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just figured like, I figured that's just how it happened is like you just went to film school and then Hollywood called you. <laughs> no, no. Um, I'm still waiting for that call. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But so, I, yeah, I was like, you know, I was at the end of my community college like journey. Um, and I was like, I was like, you know, I, I feel like like because of my experience at community college, like I wanted to continue going mm. to school because it was just so good. Like I, I just had a great time. And, uh, and so I was like, yeah, I'll just, I'll go to film school. And so my, my like dream school was, uh, UT in Austin. Mm. Um, never happened. Like I'm going to jump to that part of the story. Like I never went there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I, I looked at like the application process 
and <laughs> it said like write two essays and like as a person who loves writing if i don't like what i'm writing about it's like full disconnect mm. like i can't like i cannot muscle through that uh you know maybe now like i i feel like i probably have discipline i could probably do it but um at that time i was like 18 years old 19 years old or whatever and i was like dude these essays are like garbage like what does this have to do with me getting into film school and so i was like okay like i'm not gonna go to ut <laughs> and so i just went to unt or, or like i applied to unt their application was just like uh do you want to go here check yes and then you get in or whatever <laughs> and so um so I, I went to unt uh for two semesters uh you know in their film program mm. and quickly realized like i don't need to be here mm. so uh oh. i dropped out so i don't know if you knew that's where the story was going um yeah I, i'm a film I'm here for the ride baby yeah no man that's great uh yeah, I'm a, I'm a film school dropout. So, uh, I basically was like, I don't know. I my experience is my experience. Some people have a great experience, you know, and some sure. people again will buy into it. But by that by that point, it was like I was like, I was like on the wavelength of like college is a scam, film school is a scam. Like, I, and then I had a like a a mentor who is in the industry locally and is like really connected and has, has been for 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. And he told me that, uh, like this was like the deciding point of like, should I drop out or should I just like power through it? And because I only got my degree in general studies, uh, my associate's degree, I had no prerequisites. So I pretty much started college over. Mm. I was like, I, after graduating community college, I should have been two years in. Right. But when I, like, I, I pretty much had to restart. Like, I, I would have probably, I think I either would have, I would have graduated last year if I kept going. Because, like, I just, I didn't have any prereqs. I needed, like, four years of this film program. Like, all this stuff. But he basically told me, um, like, when you work in film, uh, he, he told me two things that were, like, like they helped me make my decision. I like he didn't say, like, hey, just drop out. Like, don't worry about film school. Um, he he never told me that. It was my decision to make. But he said, uh, like when you're when you're working in film, whether it's like, you know, on a film or on a commercial set or whatever, nobody will ever ask you for your degree in film. Mm -hmm. Like they will never ask to see it. Like that's like not a thing. And then the second thing he said was like, whether you went to film school for four years or you never went to film school, after film school, if it's your first day on set, like you're literally starting at the same place as everybody else that's starting, film school or not. Mm. So like he, like I took what he said and I basically, basically was like, um, I, one, I need to work my ass off right now while I'm still in film school. And then two, like it, it just helped me make the decision of like, I don't need to go to film school and sit in a screenwriting class when I can pay, <clears throat> excuse me, I can pay for this book 
you know, outside of school. I can pay for this course outside of school that somebody else is teaching that is in film right now because chances are a, a, a massive percentage of those professors have probably never even been on a film set or it's been many years. Right. So it was just like, that was my, like, I, I just needed the, I needed the momentum. Like, like again, it was the whole thing. Like I, I wanted to be ahead, you know? And so I dropped out. Um, and I only dropped out because I, I was like actively, I was in like a uh, pre-production for my first short film, like on my own outside of school. It was not, it was not a project for school. I wasn't even, I wasn't even in production classes at, in film school yet. Yeah. And I was already like, you know, I raised money like on a GoFundMe or Indiegogo for my first short film. Uh, I was, uh, you know, I was doing, I was booking gigs with clients like i was like building i was like try you know i was doing all of this outside of film school and so i was like i got like i'm dropping out like i don't need this and so um you know one thing led to another and here i am so that's kind of that's my story <laughs> so thinking about it right now in this moment you yeah. think you made the right decision absolutely 100 yeah. percent. i never i never regret dropping out of film school uh i never regret trying to go you know um i think i made the right decision then to go and i think i made the right decision to drop out um so yeah i i you know i think uh i'm, I'm kind of i don't know is is anybody ever really truly happy with where they are uh you know i don't know but i feel like i i'm it's part of my journey and I'm here to, uh, to love the process. There it is. Love the process. Yeah. Yeah, man. So you, you kind of decided that you wanted to just get in the trenches yeah, of, yeah. of filmmaking yeah. rather than go through this kind of what people thought was the process you needed to go through. Instead, you're yeah. like, no, I can just get into it now myself, get some hands-on experience, yeah. do some self-teaching, get some courses in and try to be hands-on more than just sitting and taking notes in a lecture. Dude, yeah, absolutely. Um, like, nothing is going to help you more. And, and maybe this can be a general, like a general statement, but as far as like the, the film industry and just like video production, whatever, like nothing's going to help you more than like just growing your network, like building your list of people not that you talk to one time, but that you can talk to on a continual basis. Mm -hmm. And then two, like just getting in, like putting in the reps, you know, like if you, if you don't know how to shoot something, like the only way to, to be able to work your way to where it's like you get the call to work on a film, like in, of any capacity, like you, you have to shoot something. You have to know how to shoot something. Mm. But if you're here and you don't know how to shoot something, just just go shoot stuff. Shoot everything, dude. It was like like when I first started, I would my since my girlfriend was a photographer, I kind of had the luxury of like I you know I helped her out on her photo shoots. But it was like I I could I could shoot video of those photo shoots, mm -hmm. not not just like behind the scenes video, but I could shoot the models and I could shoot them like they were a music video or like it was like a, 
a showcase of something like whatever like like you have to you have to make your own opportunity yeah like when you're first starting out there's it's a it's a wasteland like an absolute wasteland like you're gonna look out and it's just gonna be cactuses and and or i guess cacti is plural uh (laughs) cacti and and tumbleweeds like it's gonna feel daunting but you have to make your own opportunity and so that like that's what i was doing that's what i did Uh, that's what i still do you know it's like like never stop the hustle and the grind of like making your own opportunities like um i had friends that uh they produced music and they made music so you know i i didn't really ask them i just i told them like hey come over we're gonna shoot a music video mm-hmm. like like you have this song i like this song i want to shoot a video and it was just like there was no there was no transaction you know there was no like okay i'll give you this much money in return for this like man i feel like i'm going on so many different points um i'm on fire right now yeah. uh so but like being relational you have to be relational mm. it's all about relationships a hundred percent about relationships because when you build those relationships and you and you operate from a relational level the transactions will come like that's how you have to think of it in in terms of like relationships versus like relational versus transactional yeah and so it's like like the the money will come like don't don't do anything for the money never do anything for the money i would say like that's probably really bold to say <laughs> but like if money is the like the motivation like like that's like you're gonna you're probably gonna hate it mm-hmm. you know like do it for the relationship do it for the like just do it for for the love of it you know of the love of the craft love of the person um yeah man I don't know what I just said, but well, that I mean that I end was... part right sums up what loving the process is, right? Yeah, yeah. Because if you haven't, totally. you haven't found something that you love it, even when it's not going well, yeah. then you haven't really found something that you love, right? It yeah. speaks all the way back to a relationship. Yeah. Right. If you don't love something to its fullest, even when it's not going at its best, then you yeah. don't really love something, and that's the same way that you love the process, right? Yeah. I coach baseball. And baseball is a very hard sport, just like anything else is very hard. Yeah, yeah. You fail three out of ten times. So if you still don't love baseball, the seven times that you get out, you don't really love baseball. Yeah. Because you're not enjoying just being there and honing your craft and yeah. getting better and constantly trying to see what the edge of your capacity is. Yeah. Right? And that's exactly what you're saying, right? So you want to build these relationships. And then once these relationships are built, then you're... Uh, kind of capitalizing on that via your talent yeah and how good you are what you do dude gary v says uh like fall in love with losing so much that you like absolutely cannot wait to lose Mm -hmm. like like you just have to love losing yeah and that makes winning feel better like that that just like but like you it's just the reality Mm -hmm. like you're gonna lose you're gonna lose even people that win the lottery lose <laughs> like they lose before they win yeah you know like I, uh, I recently read this book by this guy who wrote comic strips for a really long time and its title is how to fail at everything and still win big dude love it and I mean that's this that's the culmination of everything yeah, right yeah you're 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 constantly I don't even I don't really like the word failing um, to use a film reference yeah right it's just a mistake 
Yeah. Just a mistake. And if you, you're obviously going to learn a ton from those mistakes or mistakes. Yeah. Right. And then you just go back and you keep Dude. showing up and you keep showing up and 100%. you keep showing up. Right. The failure to me is when you just decide that you're, you have an unwillingness to move forward. Yeah. Right. That's a failure. It's yeah. unwillingness to move forward. You and only, then sometimes, you only fail when you quit. Right. Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes you have to know when to grit it out and when to quit. Right. Sometimes those yeah. decisions are really hard. Yeah. You made a couple of those in your life with yeah. dropping out of school. Right. Hundred percent. Sometimes you grit it out. Sometimes you got to quit. But that is not really a failure. That's a decision ultimately that's going to be best for you in the long run. Yeah. Um, yeah. But all of that stuff is, uh, is is quite cool. Yeah. It's it's all it's all like. It's all part of one thing. Like it's all, it all comes. It's like spoke, like spokes on a wheel. Like we use that, uh, that kind of uh, comparison when we're talking about like digital marketing a lot. Like in in the agency I work, I work with. Um, we we talk about like spokes on a wheel. Um, in, in that sense, it's like everything that you do, all is like your your digital marketing. So it's like your email marketing, your advertising, your videos, your everything. So it's like. In this, in this sense, it's like your 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 ability to show up. Like that's one thing. That's one spoke. Mm-hmm. And then it's like your ability to make the decision to you know either to to pivot in whatever direction. Like that's another spoke. Like it's all it all comes together to like it. it I think another thing is like, like even if you do all of that, you still might not win. Mm-hmm. And like you have to come to terms with that. Yeah. You have to come to terms with that. Like I've made short like short films that I have like completely loved. Like like so much emotional attachment. Uh but like it got like it it, told, it didn't go anywhere. Like like one of the short films I made, like I submitted it to so many film festivals and I was like you know, you have the delusions of grandeur. It's like, man, I'm I'm such an artist, like people are gonna love this. But then it's like no, actually, nobody loves this. Nobody even understands what you made. Mm. But like, you have to like that's that's part of the process. Like, you have to you put have yourself to, out there. Yeah, you have to put yourself out there, and like sometimes even when you do everything that is probably right, uh, sometimes it still doesn't work. Like, it's just excuse me. That's part of it. Part of it. Absolutely, absolutely. So what what's happening now in your life? So we heard kind uh, of the backstory. Yeah. What, yeah. are, what, are you, what are you creating now? Oh, yeah, What's yeah. on the horizon? Man, so I released, uh, I didn't really, really, it was like the most like nonchalant project. Um, I released it probably a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really cool. I, I, I did it, I got it screened at uh, like an actual movie theater, which was like a first experience for me um that was was amazing uh but then after that project i kind of um i shot two two other projects um that i just i i only like worked like camera department on those projects uh one of them is out one of them is should be out pretty soon there were some like hiccups in the editing like a bunch of stuff that i had like nothing to do with i just like i worked on it and now it's like out of my hands uh, one of them was called The Defender. Um, that's out. You can see that. Um, it's it's uh, it's got some like re- like really sensitive stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I would say like watch with caution. Um, but I shot that 
and then um, at those two projects were were very like like heavy mm. and like like they were uh, not only like heavy in terms of like the emotional like just living through the experience of those stories uh, they were heavy um, but also just like in terms of like production like like uh, the the other one that's not out yet. Um, Dude, those were like two of the hardest days of my life, like shooting that film. Um, but so after all that to say, uh, I, I took a break after those two, and so my my most recent project of of my own that I like wrote and directed and uh, you know did everything I could on um, that one I released last year. But um, I am in uh, pre production for uh another short film um i still i feel like i haven't hit the level where like i'm ready to do like a feature yeah. film like i i love shorts i i love short storytelling i don't like reading that much like all of my books that i consume are audio because <laughs> okay. like i just i'm just like i just don't like reading sure. that much so um i feel like th that's kind of all, like I want I want to make shorts because like I like that span of storytelling. Mm. Um, so I have a, a short that I'm in uh, pre-production. Uh, so I you know everything is it's all I don't have anything definitive. Sure. You know that I'm I'm doing now, but um, yeah, I mean I'm 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 fluid. I'm flexible. So I'm here. I'm here for whatever whatever the universe is going to bring me. Right. What's the hardest part about being a creator? Oh man, the hardest, there's a lot of hards. Um, the hardest part about being a creator. Uh, I'm just going to spout off a couple that come to mind. Mm -hmm. Um, knowing when to let go. Uh, especially like if you're in a collaborative sort of art form mm -hmm. where like you have to rely on other people to like make something happen like like there's just times you have to you have to let go of certain responsibilities or whatever um, and so if you're really close to your art like letting go can be hard uh, of any uh, you know at any caliber um, and then I don't know I feel like Everybody says like you have to have thick skin um, to to be an artist, but I don't I don't really know if that's true. You know, I feel like you can still be an artist and still cry every time you face rejection. I don't I don't think anybody truly develops the thick skin that they tell people to have. You know, when when creating. Um, so I think the hardest part is just like learning your own path with rejection. Mm. Like you have to have your own relationship with rejection. It's just like grieving, uh, like grieving a loss. Like nobody can tell you how to grieve. Right. Nobody, nobody can really tell you how to handle your rejection. And, and if you're like, if you're not used to it, it can be really hard to like navigate that. Um, you know, it's hard to have it's hard to be inspired 24 7 mm -hmm. you know um so i i think the hardest part is like the hardest part about being a creator is 
knowing how and when to capture and capitalize on your inspiration. I think that ultimately of everything I just said, like that is the hardest part about being a creator because like when, when you're in that like writer's block or just like uninspired mode, Mm -hmm. like it is not only is it really hard to get out of, it's really like debilitating, like because you're, you identify as an artist. Right. And when you're an artist that doesn't create, are you an artist? I don't know. So it's like, you have to like, just, just dealing with that. I think it is, uh, just like that whole package of inspiration to like conception to creation. So how, how important is the things that you experience in your life, past, present, and potentially future, Mm -hmm. um, influence what you want to create or what you feel like you can or should potentially create. I don't love that word should, but I'll use it here for now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it 10 out of 10 times it, uh, impacts what I create. Mm. Um, and I, you know, like sometimes it goes back to imposter syndrome. It's like, am I really the person to tell this story or am I really like, is was my experience enough to where other people will enjoy hearing my story mm-hmm. or whatever story it is. Um, but I would say like, yeah, absolutely. Every, everything I like just my life experience. Um, and like you said, whether it be past, present or future. And I would even say imagined or uh, like fantasized uh, both in a good and bad way. Mm-hmm. Um Fully, 100%, without a doubt, influence um, everything, everything that I, I do. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. I have a couple more questions for you. Let's go. Let's do it. But one, uh, I want to uh, kind of make an announcement on this podcast. Yeah. Since I just did meet you before we ha- before we went on, and then I asked you to... Um, filmed the You Are Loved event. Oh, okay. Which yes. I, I haven't announced publicly yet. Okay, so let's do it. Dude, I'm uh, so honored to be here for this. September 29th, 2022. We are having the second You Are Loved event. Um, it'll be titled An Evening of Love with Friends. And it'll be kind of like a community engagement event. There'll be, I'll share the story of why we started You Are Loved. There'll be some poetry, some live music, some conversations, some other stories. And there'll be a basically a station at uh, at the venue that we're having it at, where you'll be able to write a letter to yourself, and you'll put it in an envelope, and I will then mail it to you once the event is over, and you'll get that letter after how you felt after the event, during the event, hearing these kinds of stories, and so that's kind of what's going to happen. Um, that's my general outline of the event, and Logan here. Hopefully he wants to come and uh, and document and film that event for us. Yeah, no, I'll definitely be there. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Amazing. And, uh, I think a mutual friend of ours. I saw that you did something, some work for her, Erin. Yes. She performed beautifully and magically at our first event, and I, I haven't asked her yet, but <laughs> maybe maybe she'll watch this and and know that uh, this is your form of asking her. Yeah, I talked I talked to her right before uh, you came over because I'm gonna yeah. have her come over and do the pod. Oh, dude. I, haven't, I haven't really 
had a chance also to sit down and speak with her. Because when I asked her to do the event in March, I didn't really know her. I just like saw some of her music. She got recommended, and like she was, I have to use the F word here, fucking brilliant. Yes. Um, and then I just like kind of want to get to know her a little bit better. Yeah. And I also want to ask her on the pod to do the next event. Dude, uh, uh, I. So yeah. Yeah, I just to like stay on Aaron for a minute. Uh, she is incredible. Just like an incredible musician, incredible like storyteller. Uh, again, like just really like captures emotion mm-hmm. in in her music and in the way she performs, and just a in, insanely kind person. Oh. Like, dude, one of the like just nicest, kindest people I have ever met. So nice. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I I would yeah any anything that Aaron is at and you ask me to be at, I will be there. So, Sweet. Yes. Pumped. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Great. You heard it here first. <laughs> I don't know where else you would hear yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't guess know. It's my podcast in in my company, but maybe that's my, all right. <laughs> my Instagram story, maybe like yeah. later. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Um, okay, so I told you I was going to ask you about this later on. Yeah. But you had mentioned uh, seventy five hard. Yes. Um, physical fitness, health, wellness, all that stuff is very important to me because it's. Uh, completely intertwined and interconnected with our mental health yeah and i've been working out for the longest time and it's greatly affected my entire life in a, the most positive way possible yeah and so i'll ask you like why did you do 75 hard why did you choose that um how yeah. to go all of those questions yeah so um why did i choose it uh i didn't really choose it um it was it was kind of chosen for me mm. so I, uh, my, my boss, um, I'll, I'll give him a plug. His name is Brad Parnell. Uh, he's the one that owns the agency I work for. Um, just like, just an incredible motivator. Um, just like mindset coach. Like I fully consider him a mentor. Mm. Um, but he, uh, he introduced me to like, to doing the challenge. He basically was like, Hey, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Like, do you want to do it with me? Right. But then like the, do you want to do it with me was kind of like, like I felt like I shouldn't say no, Mm. you know? So I essentially went from not working out, not, uh, like remotely, uh, concerned about physical fitness or, um, I don't know, getting in shape, I guess, which is sounds so terrible. Um, Cause I, I basically went from like delivering pizzas. Like that's like a whole other part of my story is like, I, I was like a pizza delivery driver. Uh, and then I tr- like, I transitioned into this amazing opportunity to work with Brad. Um, and just that alone, like transformed my life, like exponentially. Um, so I did 75 hard because he was like, he introduced it to me and, and I was like, you know, like I, I was, I was like overweight. I was 235, like not, a healthy 235 mm. um and like i'm definitely not body shaming or anything like your you know your your journey is your journey yes um so but i was just like unhealthy and uh i um you know high blood pressure all that stuff and like i'm, I'm 25 like i should not have high blood pressure right so um i was like yeah like i'll, I'll go for it so literally like the day 
that I like. I still, uh, I don't know. Like, for do you think people know what seventy five hard is? Yeah. Like, should I explain it? Or? You can explain it if you want. But yeah, I think people know. But you can explain it for sure. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll just say like look it up if you don't know. Yeah, like, like just look it up because it, there's it's a, a lot. Pretty well known challenge. Yeah. But yeah. There's, yeah so, there's a, it's very extensive. Yeah, it is. Um, and so I still haven't had a drink of alcohol since I started seventy five hard, which is like one hundred and fifty days. Beautiful. Like, sober. So. Um, yeah, I did that. Um, the, as far as like results, I would say do 75 hard because you want to. And like, like the weight loss, like you probably will lose weight, but I think it's more tailored for like a, like a mental fitness and like a, like a mental discipline more than it is like a physical fit. Like, you, but like you're doing two workouts a day, right. like you're going to lose weight. Like, and you have to stick to a diet. Like, so if you clean up your diet, whatever. So, um, I did that. Uh, it totally changed my life. Um, I've always been like super into like the mindset coaching mm -hmm. and, and like, like I just like, I know the, like I understand the importance of mindset. And so, um, that really wasn't an issue for me. Um, but like the physical aspect of it, um, was like, like new to me and transformative. Um, because I, like I did lose weight, um, and, um, you know, like, like you said, physical fitness, just like help, like mental health, like the mental health aspect of physical fitness is like, it. it's hard to, to say how good it is until you like can feel it mm -hmm. because like it, 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 it does change like just your perspective. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you learn the importance of like setting goals and, and not only the importance of setting goals, but how it feels to actually reach those goals. Um, and so all, all of that, um, you know, kind of comes together to, um, for me to say that like, yeah, I, I did 75 hard. It was awesome. Uh, it changed my life. Um, and I literally went from zero. Like I started from zero. I didn't work out at all um, before 75 hard. So. And now, what's your what's your workout schedule look like? Um, it's not uh, it's not heavy. It's not it's not like uh, I, I don't have a schedule. Mm. <laughs> it's just um, I you know I incorporate it when I when I feel like it mm. and when I want um, when I can. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say like the biggest transformation for me has been like, like the, like the relationship with food mm -hmm. and just changing the way that I, uh, the way that I see and appreciate food. Um, so I, I definitely, uh, you know, I have, I have felt the effects of like just cleaning up my diet. Beautiful. Yeah. That's amazing. So yeah, thank you. That's amazing. That's taking care of yourself. Yeah, right? dude, it definitely uh, is. Yeah, Be people talk a lot about self care, right, or self love, and and I define that as a uh, a commitment to your future self. Yeah. Right. You're gonna do things in the moment that potentially you don't want to do because you're feeling a certain way. Things are happening. Uh, your emotions are heavy. You're dealing with certain stuff. Right. Dude, I love that. If you can get yourself to do one thing in the moment that you don't want to do but you know will eventually make you feel better yeah 
you're committing to your future self and you're giving yourself hope and you're giving yourself agency over your life and those one, those little tiny steps that you can manage to make every day is just committing more and more. And then you're earning trust in yourself, right? Trust is earned, yeah. especially with yourself by committing to the things that you say you're gonna do. And then you positively reinforce yourself by saying, that's like me. That's like me to get this done. That's like me to drink this glass of water. That's like me to brush my teeth. That's like me to make my bed. That's like me to work out for five minutes, right? And then slowly you're just earning trust in yourself and you've deeply committed to who you wanna become and who you know you can become and then you start to become that person and then it's like a fucking domino effect. You're just taking over Dude, the fucking world. That is amazing. I love that. That's like me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm taking that. Please do. I'm taking that, dude. That Please is, do. that is so good. My clients seem to really like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. they, uh, they <laughs> I love it. I mean, cause no, like, that's freaking gold because you want to celebrate yourself, right? People say that all the time, like celebrate the little wins. Well, how do I do that? Right. How do I celebrate the little wins? Right. Sometimes for me, it's like a fist bump. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, you know, I did that shit. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's not a big celebration, but you're telling yourself that you recognize yourself for doing that. Yeah. For doing that hard thing. And if that's like me works, it works for me because I'm reinforcing that behavior in myself. Okay, yeah, sweet, I yeah. did that. And then it's the same in the opposite side, right? If you do something that you didn't really wanna do, you're like, mm, that's not me, it needs a little work. No shame. That's not me. Yeah. No shame, no, no. You're not, you're not belittling yourself, you're not crushing yourself. You're just, mm, that's not like me, mm, that's not me. Oh. It needs a little work, so I'll get back to work, right? Because Beautiful. we're all gonna do things that we don't that we shouldn't have done or we could have done, but like, that's totally cool. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, but you're gonna tell yourself, okay, that's fine, that, that was that was not my best self, but I'll put a little work in and I'll show up the next day. Amazing. Let's get after it. Yeah, Dude, that's so, so good, yeah, so good. It's good stuff, but you, I mean, the way you talk and the way you live your life, you kind of have like a, the kind of have an, a, a, a pretty good understanding of yeah, all this yeah. stuff, right, and the way you show up, and so that's pretty cool. Yeah, thanks, Just have man. a natural understanding of that. Yeah, that's kind you. of why, probably why you like philosophy in college. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, man, I, ha and the thing with philosophy is like, it, with a, a like a bad teacher can kill philosophy. Oh, for sure. For and like that's what happened to me. I was when I was going to film school as a minor in philosophy, mm. and uh, oh, so you did actually stick with that. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. I did. Be, like, cause I. I don't know if I if I had to minor in something, but um, I just I chose to because I loved it like yeah. so much. Um, but I had a terrible teacher, and uh, so it just like made dropping out easier, yeah. honestly. But um, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I don't know philosophy. I, I love philosophy because like it's it's not definitive, you yeah. know. Like there's no there's no definitive, uh, you know. It's all just like talking points yeah. and uh, just ideas, um, and you can you can just you can create your own beliefs out of those ideas. Mm -hmm. So, it's and it's life. like it's the most ancient wisdom. Yeah. And it still applies. Yeah. Today, dude, 100%. full force, like one hundred percent, it applies today. Yeah. Especially with like how rapidly things are changing in our lives with technology, which is amazing. Yeah. But it's it's growing so fast that we can't keep up with it. Like, yeah. I don't know what's yeah, gonna, yeah. <laughs> what's new invention is gonna happen tomorrow that I have to yeah. adapt into my life. It's like, I'm just trying to figure out social media and podcasting, <laughs> like, what's next, right? And so we yeah. just like, uh, all that stuff is, I mean, they didn't have a grasp of that because you know it wasn't around then, but yeah. applying that ancient wisdom into modern times and then using kind of some, some like science-backed tools, right? Well, can, can help you manage the best you can, at totally. least in my experience. Totally. I think it's, I think it's true. But Absolutely. I have uh, one final question for you. Let's do it. 
I don't know if you know who Tim Ferriss is. Yeah. But four hour work week. Yeah, he's an amazing podcaster. The original yeah. podcaster, I think. You think so? I think so. I think he kinda got Ooh. the trend going. Interesting. Okay. Um, I think he, I think Mark Marin was pretty early. Yeah, that's true. I mean obviously Joe Rogan kinda took over the game. Yeah. But he's been at it for no, like yeah, Tim eleven years, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. not like a, it wasn't a just like he was he was a pioneer for sure uh, but I liked him yeah, I, yeah. I think he does a really good job but he's he, amazing his he YouTube has, channel is great it's fantastic yeah. he has clips and short videos and his newsletter is really good his books are good his questions he asks like he takes time. Like, I don't know it's just like yeah he really takes care of it this is his full time job obviously so he he takes pride <laughs> in his work but, yeah yeah definitely um, anyways he asked a, uh, he asked this really beautiful question at the end of his podcast and I I took it from him okay so I like to give him credit every time in case yeah. he ever watches an episode good man good man <clears throat> but he asks if you were to create a billboard okay and millions of people would see it every day yes what would you put on that billboard love first unconditionally yeah yeah that's All great right. yeah definitely that came to you pretty quick yeah yeah um, I mean, it's kind of the theme of your show. Yeah. And it's the theme of like what you do, but I mean, I, yeah, man, like, I don't know, man. There's so much, so much just like in the world that's just like not love. And it's like, we're surrounded so much. And like, it's like, whether it's like political bullshit here, or, like, you know, whatever, like this person did this, all that, like, just love people first, unconditionally, first. Like, <laughs> if you want to stick to like innocent until proven guilty, like love people unconditionally first. And then if they like figure out bad shit later, you know, lead with love. Lead with love, yeah. love first. Yeah. Beautiful. I wish Thank we had you. those billboards up. Yeah, make it a shirt. We can. Yeah, let's do it. We can make it a shirt Let's and we can it. sell it at the event. Let's do it. Sweet. That's probably going to be the title of this episode when I put it on YouTube. Okay. I love, love it. Love first, unconditionally. Love first, unconditionally. Beautiful. Right on. Thank you, man. Dude, thanks for having me. This really? was a blast. This was so good. Thank you. This is I'm a beautiful so, uh, episode. I'm happy. To, I hope uh, after this I, I can call you a friend, I'm sure. Yes. You know, yes. Uh, so thank you for, uh, for reaching out. Thanks to Instagram for existing yeah. and uh, letting us... Uh, just you know create yeah this. now we're friends partners friends. In, a, in another event coming up yeah friends dude we'll be friends forever I feel I hope so, so yeah. yeah man awesome, this is dude. great thanks for having me uh, cheers everyone thanks for watching or listening uh, share this with a friend please like and subscribe on YouTube follow us and give us a review on Spotify and Apple but most importantly take care of yourselves and others and I'll see you next time lots of love